Welcome everyone to the Expand podcast with Jenna Brown. I'm super excited today because we are going to hear from one of my favorite people in the world. Her name is Kaylee and she is a nervous system regulation expert, but really she's a medicine woman and she's going to tell you all of the amazing medicine and modalities that she utilizes in her work with her clients. So um, first off, say hi to us, Kaylee, and introduce yourself and tell us all about your yummy juiciness that I love so much, but they don't know maybe yet. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Jenna, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And you are one of my favorite people too. And I'm just so happy to be in your field. You're so powerful and amazing. And I'm so glad that we complement each other so well and get to work together all the time. Um, so hello, I'm Kaylee Lingner, and I am an energy alchemist expert along with a nervous system regulation expert as well. Um, I love the modalities Kundalini yoga. That kind of is the big modality that I use daily that I support clients with because it is just so profound and so beautiful for your nervous system to open your voice, to clear your channels for clarity, to step deeper into your power. Like there's so much this amazing practice does. And that's kind of the main modality, like this Kundalini magic that I love to dabble in because Kundalini ultimately ultimately is our life force energy. So who doesn't want to activate their life force energy? Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, it's so, so juicy. And then um, that's also where the energy alchemy comes in as well, because it's a beautiful and profound practice that supports you in alchemizing energy. There's so many breath work, meditations to support you. If you're feeling frustrated to turn into courage or strength, or if you're sad, dealing with grief, opening your heart and these sorts of things, like there's just like thousands of meditations and Kriyas. So it's so expansive and it just like never gets old trying to find new things and doing this practice. Cause it's never just like, let's just do one thing. So it's not boring. That's what I like. <laughs> like yeah, definitely. There's so yeah. many different options. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of like my main modality. I also support women with like timeline therapy, hypnosis, working through blocks, resistance, um, pretty much working with spiritual entrepreneurs to help them up level in their life and make it feel safe in their nervous system to reach that next level. Um, and then I do Reiki energy healing and I'm also learning sound healing and I love plant medicine. So that's why it's really hard to kind of be like, oh, I'm just one thing. And medicine woman just feels very aligned because I'm just here to kind of get all these tools and help women however I can with whatever they, they come up, come to me too. I can be like, oh, here's a sound healing. Let's calm your nervous system. Here's this breath work or here's this plant. So, um, yeah, I just love everything about holistic healing. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I love, love, love that. Where are you talking to us today from? I live um, near Portland, Oregon, um, 25 minutes south in a place called Happy Valley. <laughs> it's so funny. I heard this, heard of this town. I'm like, what? <laughs> the people are going to think that I made this place up. But yes, I live in Happy Valley. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I found out recently in my human design that I actually function best in valleys. So that was kind of cool how this happened. <laughs> I love that. I love, love, love that. It's so funny how so many people, as we start the human design experiment, we don't even realize, but we'll end up in our, like our ideal environment, which yeah, is so, just really interesting. It was so easy to move here. It was so easy to find our place. Like everything just kind of fell into place and I'm like, okay, I'm meant to be here. And then I saw I that it. kind of connection. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
So those of you guys listening, um, Kaylee and I actually met through a mutual court or a coaching course that we had done together and we were paired together as partners. And it was super fun because we we're like, okay, let's use our modalities on each other. And I had done Kundalini before, but then I did a one-on-one with her and she had this beautiful individualized one-on-one that she had planned for me. She's amazing at this, by the way, you should have her do a one-on-one with you. Um, and it just was so nourishing. And I was like, how do I have everyone do this? And so, um, being the amazing manifesting generator projector relationship that we are, um, I saw her, right. When you can see projectors and how amazing they are at their craft, it's super easy as generators to invite them in because projectors love to be invited. So inviting her into like all of my things, like literally everything I've ever done, I think (laughs) has been um, my MO. So I love to invite Kaylee into different things and have her um, lead different embodiment practices. She's led um, moon ceremony gatherings for me this last year and I can very much verify that her magic is incredible and the depth that she goes um, and her preparing for the way that she leads and teaches is really profound. And so thank you. I love that about you. Um, you. (laughs) Yeah, it's easy to see you. So I wanted to bring you on because obviously I have experienced this. I've, I've also led my clients into this space too, many of them in the last year or so, but why, why do you think it's so important for us as entrepreneurs to have our nervous systems really be like our number one priority? Yeah. Um, well, just kind of a little backstory. I kind of grew up in like, obviously over overrode a nervous system. I don't know how to say that overrun new nervous system. There's words. <laughs> yeah. I'm dragging. Yeah. So I dealt with like a lot of anxiety my whole life. Like that was just my normal to be anxious, to be nervous, um, to want to hide in the background um, and to not really want to be seen. And I, you know, I was kind of like heavy in drugs and alcohol to kind of cope with that and numb myself. And um, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't even know what a nervous system was. I was just in this kind of like really low frequency place for so long. Um, And then one of the biggest kind of wake up calls for me was six years ago when my mom had to go to ER because of mental leading into her physical being. And um, I lost her this last year, unfortunately, but she's in a better place now. But that was kind of a big wake up call to me. Like if I kept living the way that I was living, then I was going to go down the same road. And it was really hard to see my mom go through that. And I realized like, I have a choice, like I can keep going and keep living this and keep suffering, or I can choose the path of healing. And that's what I chose. And, um, I, like I said, like in the beginning of my healing journey, I didn't know anything about a nervous system, but then I stumbled upon Kundalini yoga and no idea what happened. I was like, this is weird. Like they're having my arms hold up. I don't even know. This is weird. Like people chanting, (laughs) people wearing white. I'm like, this is a really interesting new place for me. And all I knew is that I felt good after. And I was like, I don't know what happened. Um, All I know is that this is making me feel better and this is making me feel lighter. And Mm. so that was kind of like the first puzzle pieces of like, feel good nervous system, like feel bad. Your nervous system is out of whack. And I realized that this was like a really key component and just like being a human and feeling good and as being a human. 
Mm. So kind of fast forward, um, putting things more and more together um, as I'm up leveling, I'm doing Kundalini a lot. I'm guiding other people through it. I was teaching people still am. And um, I started realizing that I was able to like anchor in these next levels a lot easier, like, um, and then come to find out that, you know, as we're up leveling, especially being a spiritual entrepreneur, like that's the point we want to up level, we want to grow and we need to feel safe in our nervous system in order to hold that next level. And so that's where this practice comes in to really support you and feeling safe to be to that next level. So that's Mm. kind of like summed up of what it can do to really just strengthen your system so that you're able to handle the challenges of life without with more ease because no matter what the challenges are going to arise especially when we're growing all the growing pains and um to have a practice like that to really support you is just life-changing a hundred percent yeah it's such a beautiful anchor and it's um in my opinion, I don't see any future in entrepreneurship or the coaching industry in any way, like spiritual entrepreneur or not, um, where you can really up level at all anymore without nervous system support. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I always say that the people who used to be like the weirdos, or maybe they still are in my circle, they're not weird at all, but like all of us who were the weirdos, um, (laughs) back in the day, the underdogs, like we are all now top dogs because the truth is the whole entire paradigm has shifted. And so like the amount of support that like, it'll no longer be a question of like, when do I hire someone for nervous system support? Right. Like whether that's a healer in person, whether that's you, whether that's someone online, it's like that it's like a necessity. Like you can't just up level and not shift your nervous system. Cause the truth is like, you just don't have it cause it doesn't feel safe to your body. Yeah. So if you want it, either you can force it and then probably lose it. Cause it doesn't feel safe to you, or you can expand and create space within your nervous system, right. To actually be able to hold it with yeah. ease to hold it and feel good too. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, there's people that have a lot of money who aren't happy. Like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not about the money. And this is like, and I think it's so important because like as especially as spiritual entrepreneurs, we can really get like so focused on the number. And that's obviously like changing because nervous system is kind of the new money, or I feel like that's moving into it. Oh, I like that. Nervous system (laughs) is the new money, honey. Yeah. Like, and it's just like we kind of get so caught up in the numbers when we're not when we're almost like in this hustle, like, Oh, I want to make the numbers happen. But it's like the whole point of this growth and process is for us to feel good and have that long sustainable growth so that we feel good being in that next level. Not that like we're forcing ourselves to the next level and like trying to hold it. Like we want to feel good. That's the whole point. Like if I was uh, had a million dollars right now, I'm feeling like shit, I would rather feel good and have no money. (laughs) So that's nervous system health comes hand in hand of like, this is how you feel good in your body. right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true because it's, I mean, we all know we could probably talk about this for 300 years and this is like all I ever talk about and all you ever talk about. So welcome to the next 10 hours of your guys' lives. Um, <laughs> right. But it's just like, it's so, it is like the only thing like, I'm just kind of like, it's the only thing. And remember when we were never told about having a nervous system, like, isn't that hysterical? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just normal to feel like everyone feels that way. Everyone like, feels stressed out. Life is yeah. hard. It's just normal. It's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's totally our society. I'm obsessed with what you said when you said nervous system is the new money. I changed it to nervous system is the new currency. I think that's what I'm going to title this. uh, Yes. I love that. This (laughs) podcast, which I love that. Um, okay. So I would love to hear like, okay, I have a couple of questions. So for some people that have never done Kundalini, I have noticed that they have a ton of resistance to it. Mm-hmm. I am like a person that's like, kind of like a, let's jump off a cliff and try everything kind of person. <laughs> also a three line in human design. So if you weren't a three line and you were a little bit more, um, afraid or just like put off by something where you saw, I mean, you don't wear, wear all white every time, but like, we're like, Ooh, that seems weird to do chanting or whatever people perceive it to be pretend like I had never done Kundalini before. Like, what could I expect in a session with you or like in a group session or in one of your programs? Yeah. So definitely people do get resistant to Kundalini because it is powerful and it works really fast. So Mm -hmm. it's like people feel that and they're like scared because what really happens in your nervous system is when you're doing this practice, anything that's like under the surface, like trauma, emotions, resistance, anything that you're kind of holding on to under the surface that you haven't fully processed will come up. And so it kind of gets scary to people that are just starting because people like the reason why you haven't dealt with this because you're not, you don't feel ready or you're not ready to like process Mm. it and actually feel it. And so like when you go into a class, you're gonna face these things, you're gonna feel them. But I even like talking to one of my best friends who have been practicing for a long time with me, she even said like, what's really cool about it is though it comes up and it's fast. Like you kind of process it really fast. It's not like Mm. fingers. And I'm like, you're right. You know, that's like what it does. It's so that you can just feel it and moves through you and it's gone. So I think, um, the biggest thing is to know that this isn't like, this is just a temporary, like it will, like, if you're angry, like people cry in my sessions and my classes, people like have frustration come out. And that's amazing when that happens. Cause that means, you know, that things are coming up so that you're processing them and healing them. Cause that's the only way we can heal it is to feel it. We have to feel it first and heal it. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand why people get resistant towards it because they know that things are going to come up. But it's so beautiful because after the session, most people tell me I feel lighter because then you're able to process it and then it's gone and you're like, whoa, I feel like a weight has been lifted from my shoulders. Like that's literally one of the comments that I get most from people working with me is I feel lighter and yeah, feel lighter. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, it's just being open to the process. And then like as a spiritual entrepreneur, you have some level of knowing that you know, through this journey of growth and evolution, things are going to come up to process it so that we can reach that next level. So coming into class, it's the same thing, like being open to whatever comes up and knowing that whatever comes up, this is exactly what is meant to come up so that you're able to reach that next level, the next step. Um, hopefully that answers it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I think that there's so many parts of resistance to doing anything new, right? And this is what we usually need the most. (laughs) Exactly. And I, I noticed for a lot of clients that come to me, so possibly if you're listening to this, you might also feel this way that there was like this whole good curl facade that you had to operate from. And so a lot of times that shows up in your life and in your business and, Um, there's the whole breaking down of that really to step into our feminine leadership is like to realize that that's not entirely true. 
right? Like the good girl facade is a lot of acting for many of us as a way to survive. And um, one one thing I found for pretty much every client I've ever worked with is this repressed anger and rage. And it's like, I don't have repressed anger and rage, like all of them. (laughs) Yeah. And like, everyone will say that. And then one of my favorite ones of doing of yours is like the inner anger one or like releasing inner anger. Yeah. The fist of anger. Come on. Hell yeah. The fist of anger. And I never was like in denial about my anger. I felt like I always was like, I just want to punch the patriarchy in the face every single fucking day of my life. Um, but a lot of clients I work with are, which is probably why they come to me. They're like, Jenna feels safe with anger. So <laughs> I shall too. Um, anyways, but like in that instance, right. If you are knowing something about you, like you have an inner knowing of, I know I have a lot of repressed emotion, Maybe that is anger. Maybe that's grief. Maybe that's sadness. Um, maybe it's a lot of things. Like there's so many different things that we can hold in, but I, I find that those are the biggest ones that when we alchemize, which I love that word as you as an expert, I talk about alchemy all the time. Most people logically don't understand what alchemy is because they're not tuned into the natural process of their body already trying to do it and then don't know how to facilitate it themselves. So can you talk to us about like, I actually would love to hear your experience if you're willing to share some, like as you've been grieving, like with your mom passing, like how does that come up where you're like, whoa, all of a sudden a lot of grief is coming up. I'm going to go do, I mean, not that you always do this, but like, how are you going to alchemize that energy? Like, what does that mean? Quote unquote, I know what it means, but tell everybody what that means. Yeah, because this is actually exactly what my next course is about (laughs) being a conscious alchemist, because like you said, like we're literally, you know, we're manifesting 24 seven, we're alchemizing things 24 seven, but we're not conscious, it's happening on an unconscious level. So um, to be conscious of it is to be have that awareness that something's coming up for you. So for example, you know, my mom passed away um, this last fall, and I've been dealing with a lot of grief that has been just coming up into my heart. And the first thing that I do is welcome it, like I don't try to push it away. um, Because alchemy is all about taking an energy and transmuting that into a higher vibration energy. So like you're taking things like grief and sadness and anger, and you're transmuting that energy because energy never dies. We're transmuting that energy into strength, into courage, into peace, Mm. Um, whatever it is. And you can be intentional about this, but it also just naturally happens when you do this um, exercise or this practice of Kundalini yoga. Um, but it's also nice to be intentional with it. Like, okay, I'm angry. I'm sad right now. Let me do this breath work. I'm going to intentionally like start to anchor in more confidence within. Um, so it's about transmuting energy and, um, transmuting energy that is not serving you into what does serve you to help you move forward and rocket ship forward. So that's kind of a little bit, but dealing with my grief, um, things that, um, so first of all, I, I haven't dealt, like, I haven't lost anyone this close to me ever in my life. Like I've lost people. Um, but my mom was like the closest person. So this has been like the heaviest grieving process, but I'm also in a, in a state of my life where I feel like I'm the most stable. I have the most, the strongest foundation. So it's been a really interesting experience, just being really aware with what is coming up around grieving my mom and, 
um it's so true like they said it never like time doesn't really dilute it because like Mm -hmm. I'll still just like randomly get you know waves of just like sadness and it's not like a diluted sadness it's the same like grief sadness and people even say like with grief like you're actually like you just learn to like live around it like it's always gonna Mm. be within you you just kind of create that space around it and I was like wow that feels so true within me thankfully I have these tools but one of the biggest things I did was get a bicycle a peloton bike and oh my god because I just felt like it's just so much energy it's like grief is a strong strong feeling and I was just like I felt like I had so much energy bubbling up and it was like I can either just sit there and let it like bubble to the surface and get anxious and get sad. Um, But having a Peloton bike and having Kundalini practice has been like transformational because I get on that bike and I ride and I move through that energy. And I usually end up like bawling the entire time because just energy is coming up. And then afterwards, I can I feel like I can take on the world because it's a strong, strong energy. And I'm working with that strong energy to alchemize it. So it's like the stronger the grief the more joy you can feel too. I heard this comment that was like, or this quote that was really cool that you can only actually feel the amount of happiness as the amount of sadness you feel. And I'm like, whoa, like that's so true. And that's so beautiful. And that's like, when you get tapped into these deep, deep feelings, that's when you can tap into your powerfulness as well, because it's like, you can transmute that energy into what serves you into your power. And that's like, strong as fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know you cuss on here but <laughs> yeah I, yeah <laughs> it's me yeah <laughs> definitely a few f-bombs every three and a half seconds on here <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh I love that um yeah I mean it just reminds me of everything that I not just me but like that I teach on abundance of like you can't experience true abundance unless you know what scarcity feels like and everybody's assuming Mm -hmm. that abundance is when you don't have scarcity but the truth is is you came here for a human experience like literally that's why you came so you wanted to experience grief and happiness you wanted to experience sadness and joy you wanted to experience anger and peace scarcity and abundance and like the truth is, is a true abundance, right? Is having the capacity to hold it all, the whole human experience. And, and that's truly where we're moving from, right? Of that, that in that paradigm of like, I'm only allowed to have one or the other, that binary way of thinking black and white into like true abundance is that you can hold them both in your body at the same time. Like the fact that you can actually even verbalize like what we view right? Grief or anger, whatever to be is like, it's an entry point into those, those, I don't even like using the word like higher emotion, but like the other point of that emotion, like it's, it's a spectrum that we get to experience both on. So I love that because you literally just explained in words, what it looks like to have an expansive nervous system. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people assume that when you're at a certain level, quote unquote, that, um, you don't experience any of this shit anymore. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> we do. It's just that we do the work to, and the work is not only creating a high vibe situation in your life. The work is creating the, the space in your nervous system to hold it all. Right. And that's like literally what you facilitate in your programs. And who knows how you would be processing this if you hadn't had years under your belt of 
creating safety within your nervous system. Cause every time you go to transmute anger through fists of anger, you're saying to your body, it's safe to feel angry. Yeah. Right. Or like you're transmuting grief. You're saying to your, to your inner child, to your body, like it's safe to feel grief where I watched you through the process of losing your mom. And like, I mean, I creepily every day was like, you're a different person. What is happening? <laughs> and I would message you on Instagram. So I'm like, your voice has changed. Like what is going on in such a good way? Yeah. Um, but I was watching, you know, I was like, oh my God, she's holding this other end of the spectrum, like this other pole that was super beautiful. Um, so it's been really cool to watch and witness you be able to say like, I can hold it all right. Yeah. Like we, as, our, our logical ego mind is like, we're not allowed to have success or feel good or happy or whatever until we're done feeling this other low vibe feeling. And it's like, actually, if you just move into the low vibe, quote unquote feeling, you actually create that self-love and that abundance. Right. Totally. And that's like, kind of like the idea of, you know, like when we shove things under the rug, like they get worse. It's just like, they gain more power over you. And like, ultimately the only way to heal is to be vulnerable and to be open and to really feel into the depths of all of your emotions. Um, and that's where true power comes from. That's where true healing comes from. And it's not from like fixing yourself. It's not from getting rid of it. It's to tapping more into it and being open to feeling it all the way. Yeah. You're a beautiful example of that. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) What else do you feel like you want to share here? I just, you know, I really feel like times are changing and it's just really interesting to know that, you know, our souls chose to be here at this time. And um, Mm -hmm. more and more, I just feel like I'm here to be like a leader for feminine, um, for feminine leaders, like to rise. And it's just, I don't know, it's just such a beautiful time to be alive, even though it, it does seem so crazy and intense, but I think like what just what we were talking about is like, we need to kind of tap into this craziness and intenseness and see kind of how, what the other side of this is going to turn out to be (laughs) like in the positive sense of it all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess what comes up for me when you say that is just like neutrality. When we can view everything as the observer, like we essentially gain our power back when we look at it and we're like, Oh, there I am feeling angry today. Like, Oh, there I am feeling shame or sadness or grief or whatever. And it doesn't mean anything about you. Like we don't assign these judgments to it of like, I'm a horrible person. Cause I'm blah, blah, blah. And I shouldn't feel this way. And, but it's like, Oh no, we have a toolbox. We have coaches, we have healers, we have tools that we've learned and modalities that we use and our toolbox are things that we are you know, like, um, rituals or things that we are naturally set up for ourselves to have those spaces, to move through those emotions and, and come back into a more neutral space where we're like, Oh, I'm the creator of my reality. I get to decide what I am consciously creating instead of just unconsciously allowing life to just recreate itself over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, which just speaks to, to the importance of what you do, which is what I love. Yeah, totally. It's like, it's like we have so much power and it's happening anyways. Like imagine the magic when we actually become conscious doing it, like 
that is amazing that we can like mm-hmm. literally create things in our reality and be magnetic to our desires and our dreams and use the emotions that we experience every day to, you know, keep attracting things into our lives. And yeah, it's just beautiful when we start to just become aware and conscious because that is where true empowerment is. Mm, I love that. If there was one kind of like final message that you could leave with anybody that's listening to this and also an invitation, I want to make sure we get it in the show notes too of where they can follow you um, and like step into work with you or follow what you're doing. Obviously Instagram, I know, but um, if you'll share it here and then also just like any last words that you want to encourage them with. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the biggest things that like I'm starting to come more and more into like anchor in um, is just like loving yourself like no matter what, and especially like when you're on this journey of like being a spiritual entrepreneur and evolving and growing, like it's just, it's really easy for us to kind of be really hard on ourselves or kind of like think, what are we doing wrong in this situation and like point the finger at us. But we have to remember that there's so many things going on, like behind the veil and that, you know, our unconscious is actually creating the reality that we most secretly want, even though we might not consciously understand. And the most powerful practice, I think, is just like getting to know yourself on a deep level and like really, really like not just, oh, I love myself, but like really accepting and loving yourself, like all parts of yourself on every level. And I think that is where like your magic happens and how you can really just step and anchor into your own powers by loving every aspect of yourself and realizing that like, you don't have to be a certain way to get what you want. Like you can anchor that in right now. So just love yourself. (laughs) Yes. You can follow me um, at the purest underscore intentions. Um, I pretty much spend most of my time on Instagram. Um, I I like to provide a lot of free tools like um, movement, breath work. Um, if you're on my email list, I like to send tapping processes and um, Kundalini meditations as well. Um, so if you feel like chatting or anything, you can hit me up, message me at the Pierce underscore intentions. And that's pretty much where I spend most of my time and where most of my offers will come into play through that source. <laughs> yes. Go follow Kaylee, get on her email list enjoy her amazing practices. She does, um, she also does moon ceremonies that you can get on that group. I'm in that. Um, and she also is just like, always has really beautiful things that she's putting out there. So go ahead and go follow her. And thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing with us your part very especially parts that are like raw and current as you're moving through them with your own grieving process. And I love you. Love I don't you know if I'll tell everyone I love them off at the end of a podcast, <laughs> but I love you. It's two, 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 two. I'm two, two, two. I mean, y'all have we ever been more aligned than this moment? Okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to end it right at this second because it's two, 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 and I don't want to miss it. All right. <laughs>